When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's the Tyler Glenn Show, the show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Happy Tuesday, March 21st. I'm Tyler Glenn, and today on the show, it doesn't get any more fun than New York City. New York City. Hey, Connectus Choir, which is based out of Brandon, not only going to visit New York City, they're going to play Carnegie Hall. That's like an acting troupe getting to do a stint on Broadway. Some pretty impressive stuff. Michelle Chizik, one of the conductors of the group, will join the show after 8 this morning. Gaetan made it to Mexico. If you missed late yesterday, he's in Puerto Vallarta. He's already sending pictures. Our beach cam is on the beach with Gaetan. Let's get your Tuesday going. Okay, let's get you into the beach bunker. Hey, did somebody say unlimited beer? I, I thought I thought I heard the phrase unlimited beer. At least unlimited beer samples. Apparently, Brandon is going to be home to an unlimited beer fest. Uh, will they have helium beer? Have you heard of helium beer? We're gonna we're gonna talk helium beer. We're gonna talk unlimited beer today. We're gonna talk about a mac and cheese festival. If you like macaroni and cheese, you've just hit the lottery because I'm gonna tell you about a mac and cheese festival that is just a couple hours drive of yeah, three, a little over three hours drive. Uh, If you're in Winnipeg, it'll be a little further, but it might be worth the trip. We'll take a look together. Concept stores at McDonald's are making people upset online. And you can see for yourself what's coming in the world of fast food. And it's got it's got people twerked a little bit, a little bit upset. Also, uh, what would any social media conversation be without uh, a little bit of talk on bullying it continues to be a problem we wear the pink shirts and the purple shirts and the black shirts and the white shirts and we wear the shirts and we sing the song and and bullying is still going on this morning the story of a mom who takes to social media to brag about how her daughter took down her bully and of course the internet is going crazy we'll talk about that you see the the video of bruce willis and his birthday over the weekend if you missed it heartwarming video with his family and we'll have that a remarkable article involving stress and your home you do this activity in your home 
and it causes more stress than catching a flight or losing your phone, and it doesn't involve your kids or spouse. What is so stressful? And that is just the tip of the iceberg on the Tyler Glenn Show. Welcome into the Beach Bunker. I'm Tyler Glenn. Go to TylerGlennShow.com if you missed a show. If you want to catch the podcast, you're on a drive somewhere and you missed the show. Today is Tuesday, March the 21st. It is International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination Day. International Day of Forests. It's Memory Day. National Agriculture Day. National California Strawberry Day. National Common Courtesy Day. It's National Countdown Day. National Crunchy Taco Day. Gaetan, get into the tacos. Crunchy tacos. Uh, National Day of Action on Syringe Exchange. National Fragrance Day. National Healthy Fats Day. National Single Parents Day. Good morning, single parents. It's National Teenager Day. It's also National Flower Day. Let's take you to the largest flower garden, natural flower garden in the world. It is in Dubai. What is with these Dubai folk? Do they do anything small over there? Like they've got so much money. Holy cow. Look at that. Yeah, I can imagine a few weddings took place there. Can you imagine? That would be that you get some pretty nice shots, some pretty nice uh, wedding shots. Miss Behaven says, can you imagine the water bill watering that? And that's a good point. I Is Dubai like a a desert landscape? I think it might very well be. Oh, man. It kind of reminds you of like a flowered Disneyland. Anyway, that's in Dubai where if you're planning a trip to Dubai, it's called the Miracle Garden. The garden opened in 2013, 72,000 square meters. Uh, That would be 72 square kilometers. Uh, making it the world's largest natural flower garden, featuring over 50 million flowers and 250 million plants, all which would be dead if I had to take care of them. Okay, Tyler, we're going away for a week. The, The park is yours. Now, here's what you need to do. Just water the plants. Sun will shine. No, I, I would not be able to do that. It's World Poetry Day, World Down Syndrome Day, uh, World Social Work Day, Slytherin Pride Day. Is that like from Harry Potter? And it's uh, World Tattoo Day. Who's got the ink? I do not have ink. None. My family does. I think I've told this story before. We were in, in Las Vegas last summer where my family members got ink. I did not. I was into the margaritas a little bit, and um, I felt that, you know, once once you're into the margaritas to a certain point, you shouldn't be making any permanent decisions. And so I was pretty proud of myself. I gave myself a pretty big pat on the back, giving myself a, a you know, a tramp stamp, <laughs> waking up going, oh, boy, because you're in Vegas. And, you know, we've all seen the hangover. Oh, shit. What's on my back? Why is my back sting it's like a bandage on my back oh yeah you got hammered and you got a tramp stamp on your on your on your lower back my family was very upset i get a lot of back those have got to wash People off say I'm raising him as a gay she was showing dog. pictures of him they not used to seeing a baby with tattoos and for that can't be that real me, i don't care because this is a lifestyle that we enjoy 
Dance machine. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, because he, he doesn't have tattoos on his legs there. So this is, they've got to wash off. So what's the big uproar? If they wash off, I figured that they were putting the tattoos to the kid. Like, you know, that kid's screaming, ah! I mean, you don't know. In today's world, you just don't know what parent, you know, what parents are going to do. And it's like, that's my kid. You know, we can, you know, we can pierce their ears. So uh, what tattoo shop would do that? Well, somebody you pay enough money to, that's who. I mean, you can, you could people do anything for money, Jackie. Hey, fake tattoos for everybody, especially the kids. Don't be tatting your kids. Come on now. If you tattoo a baby, would they not distort as they grow into an adult? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if you if you put something on a kid that was permanent, um, you could put like a little cookie monster, and that thing would turn into like a blue version of Barney the dinosaur. It's just like and get huge. So that's why I was concerned. Well, I'm glad you guys set me straight that it's temporary. I had no idea. I was freaking out. I was getting ready to. Take to the keyboard and say, what are you doing to your child? They can be removed. However, I've heard it's painful. Even the temporary ones? How are the temporary ones painful? And if you're a social worker or a single parent or a teenager, have an awesome day today. It is your day. And if you're in agriculture and, of course, in our neck of the woods in southern Manitoba, that is basically our our, our industry here is agriculture, so we salute you today. Today's National Agriculture Day, National Ag Day, March 21st. Gear it up for spring seeding, I bet, across the region, so have an awesome, awesome day. It appears that way too often bullies are just going unpunished, and really it, it opens the question, what are we supposed to do? Now, this show is about food and fun places and the mayhem of life, and this obviously is from the mayhem bucket. And a mother shared a story about her daughter standing up to a bully by punching her in the face, which obviously got some pretty strong reaction on Twitter. Some users agreed with her approach, while others felt it was excessive, taught the wrong lesson. Here it is. This is Bianca Austin. She says, after weeks of being bullied by the same girl, numerous phone calls to the school and nothing changing. Today, when being called names, my daughter finally punched the bully in the face. I am one proud mom. Two days in school exclusion for my daughter whilst the other child has gone to class. But she was only verbally abusive. No wonder bullying has never stopped in schools. And then she says to her daughter via Twitter, keep your head held high. She took uh, to the comments to clarify some details and publicly defend her daughter's action. I commented on this earlier. Your daughter should not be hitting anyone ever. Here's some of the tweets. I'm going to show them to you now. These are, this is some of the reaction that was coming in uh, after she posted this. She says, uh, I commented on this earlier. Your daughter should not be hitting anyone ever. I get that bullying is awful and harmful, but when I said that your daughter's actions would make things worse... You can now see where I was going. Bullying someone back by hitting is also bullying. Well, but doing nothing in the face of somebody bullying you is is kind of insanity. I I don't know where we're going with this. What what are we hoping is going to happen? Because if in this instance, I'm not saying all, but in this instance, if school officials are not going to do anything, 
then what is your next recourse of action? How, how are you handling the bully situation? I have been a huge proponent, and I stand by it. Parents of bullies should be fined. They should be fined. There are a few U.S. jurisdictions that have this law on the books. It's done through a municipal law, so you'd have to do it through like city council in, in Brandon or Winnipeg or Portage or Dauphin, and you'd have to go and, and, and have like a local ordinance that if a, if, if a child is found guilty of bullying another child, the parents must pay a fine. We are doing nothing, it appears, on the bullying front. And parents understand money. Why can't I park my car in front of the hospital at the emergency doors? Why? Because they will ticket me and they will tow my car. And then it will cost me money. So hit these parents in the pocketbook. Like a lot of these jurisdictions are doing. Find them. Even if it's $99. But I'll tell you, when I was on the radio and proposed that at the time, oh, boy, the outrage. And all parents are having a hard time as it is. This is a systemic problem. Then control your children. Do something. We cannot have these kids bullying other kids. They should be removed, if anything. Oh, can't do that either. The school's hands are always tied. And I can understand that. Oh, I cannot imagine being in the school system. You're, You're stuck literally between a rock and a hard place, literally. So what are you supposed to do? We will have no recourse left but to issue fines. I stand by it. It was a good idea 10 years ago, and it's a good idea today that we fine parents. And it doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars, but just to know that, look, police are involved. Sometimes just, you know, there is a process of, you don't just like come in nuclear, right? You don't come in and and you know, like if this, obviously we all can agree, right? That this mom saying, way to go, take care of the bullies, punch them back in the face. I mean, we all agree that's wrong. We all agree that there had to be a, a process that has led to this. And it's like no resolution, no resolution. You know, in the, if, if anyone's in the customer service world, they call it escalation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if my phone doesn't work and I call my phone company and say, yeah, my phone doesn't work. Can you get it fixed? Yeah, we'll work on that. Next day, it's still broken. I call them back and say, my phone is still not fixed. Oh, we're working on it. And it's at that point I say, can you escalate this, please? Which means it needs to go to a supervisor. And then it still doesn't get fixed. I say it again. Can you please escalate this? And this is an instance where parents are left with no choice. But to escalate the situation, because it's a hot potato. Nobody wants nobody wants to do anything with it. Tasha says, even police can't do much. It falls back to, onto our broken justice system, which is a whole new show. Well, and that's why I say, you know, having something like fines, fines keeps me from parking in places I shouldn't be parking. This is stupid. It's parking. Okay. But yet I'm going to get nailed and fined for that. These are our children. This is like our most, this is our most precious thing in the world. Quinton says our kids aren't allowed to start anything, but are welcome to stop it 
if every other means principals, teachers do nothing as the adults in the area? Well, I don't know if I would necessarily uh, agree with that in all circumstances. I, I would like to think that's the case, but I don't think it is. We won't raise bullies nor victims. Well, I fear that the latter is true. We are raising victims, and it's because we are not doing anything to remedy the situation. And it's it's like it's the classic case of of well, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And really, I understand the roles of police that their hands are tied. I understand the roles of teachers and administration that their hands are tied. Uh, you know, you're dealing with essentially the little versions of these parents who are going to come into the situation and and they're going to interject their thoughts on the whole thing. I, I'm sure there's instances where the parents start fighting each other. It's just it's just classic conflict resolution. But if we do not have any consequences uh, for bullying, then this is exactly what's going to happen. Bianca says, I'd be interested to hear how you'd suggest a resolution to the bullying. School couldn't stop it. It was wrecking her mental health and affecting her studies. What is the right course of action here? Also, she didn't bully back. Bullying is a repeated behavior. Kathleen says, my daughter had to go talk to the parents of the older boy who bullied my grandson in the school, had not told them about the incident. Yeah, like what? Quentin, apples don't fall far from the tree. Well, and and that, I think, is mostly true. So, you know, we it, it seems we have a starting point, and it seems like we have an understanding, but when it comes to execution, what are we going to do? I have an idea. Fines. Find them. Find the parents. My 10-year-old daughter was being bullied by two boys and a girl. I'm so sad. I'm so sad to read that. Kid bullies can easily grow up to be adult bullies. Isn't that the truth? Oh, that's that's so true. Uh, I talked to family, and they said, get police involved. Well, and again, there is only so much that they can do with the current laws that are put in place by these by by politicians. I hate the word. I hate even me mentioning politics. Police can deal with that. Now, the kid got a five-day suspension. We had to fight to get him expelled. We're in court now. Yeah, and, and she says uh, we'll likely get a slap on the wrist. Well, at least you could get uh, police involved. You know, there's just there's just zero tolerance. Oh, weapon comes in. No, 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 no. Um, girl named Jenny says, I think she was wise defending herself. What about the bully? Has Has she suffered any consequences? Answer, Malayla is in a school exclusion at the moment. The other child is in class. I asked what the sanction would be and told it was just verbal abuse. But other students' sanctions are not allowed to discuss it with me, so who knows? Oh, this is a mess. Um, John pipes in and says, we all have breaking points and can only be pushed so far. Does she feel better now that she stood up for herself? No, but she's hoping the girl will leave her alone now. She just wanted peace. It's not even that she feels like she's got her self-confidence back. Behaviors need consequences. Now that the bully's been removed, my child actually likes going to school. That's just so sad. It's got such an effect on kids. He's doing better mentally, has better grades. Well, that is so good to hear, Atasha. Um, I'm so happy about that. Hugs. Twitch hugs. Twitch hugs. 
Purple hugs. <laughs> 239 says you got to stand up to the bullies. That's all it is. My kid, when he was small, was getting bullied. He finally stood up to them. He got in trouble at school, but like I told him, he stood up to him, and then he never and he never got bullied out for that, probably after that. I told the school how proud of her I was for standing up for herself when they rang up to tell me Malayla would be sanctioned for retaliating. No child should be able to make school hell for another child day in and day out. Ask to see their anti-bullying policy and then let know they failed your daughter and you will be taking the issue up with school governors. And then people are going on talking about uh, how their kids were bullied and how they feel that nothing is being done. Uh, Pat chimes in and says, the world needs more of this. A parent celebrating the fact their child is brave. I wish I had this confidence. School was hell for me. They did nothing. They always put the blame on the victim instead of stopping the problem when it's first reported. Kids can be so horrible. Well done to your girl for standing up for herself. The simple act of standing up for yourself in a situation where someone is bullying you completely goes viral because there's just it's such a divisive topic. It looks as if the situation is going to be escalated. And if I have an update on this story, I'll be, be sure to bring it to you. It, it is getting a lot of attention, and I will post links to this story uh, at tylerglenshow.com. Also, some bullying resources locally. So if you have uh, a child or a friend's kid or something, um, some resources for you to click on. And uh, Anyway, Bruce Willis is celebrating his 68th birthday this past weekend. Now, he has got dementia. Uh, he was surrounded by his family. Um, Demi Moore was even there. Boy, they've got a great relationship. What what a story that is. Happy birthday, dear Dad. Just like that. Just like that dog. Happy birthday to you. Ah, Brucey. There's Demi Moore. And he is looking to he is looking great. Sixty eight years old. Earlier, his wife had posted on social media uh, as a request that if you see Bruce Willis out in public uh, in Southern California, please you know show respect and privacy, and if you can you know refrain from engaging him where possible because um, he does he he is um, challenged with disease right now, and it's so nice to see him out about doing his thing, living his life. But when somebody has a disease like that and family members have asked for privacy and respect, it's something we got to do. And this is where social media can be used for good is that, you know, people, fans are concerned about Bruce and we want to see that he's doing well. And it was his birthday and it's, it's very cool to see the family come around. He's such a lucky guy. Um, to in Hollywood to have a marriage, not only a marriage, but a, a, a previous marriage and blended families. And I mean, it's just so wonderful what he's got around him at 68 years old. And he's got a great support system by the looks of things here. And uh, it was a great video that they posted over the weekend. And obviously we wish him, we wish him well. 
Thank you so much, first of all. Uh, Michelle Chizik, ladies and gentlemen, in front of her, what kind of piano is that? This is my Yamaha Grand Piano. And uh, it was the first thing I bought when I got my first job. I lived in a little bit tiny house, but I had a beautiful piano. <laughs> and what was your first job? I'm a music teacher. I am now a retired teacher after 35 years of teaching. So, Michelle, uh, the reason you're here is you are one of the directors of Connectus. Am I pronouncing that right? Connectus Choir? Yes. yes. Impressive stuff. I saw this yesterday on the news, and as soon as I saw it, I had to get a hold of you and say, whoa, whoa, wait a second. You guys are off to New York City. We're the show about food and fun places and the mayhem of life, and it doesn't get any funner than New York City, especially when you guys have such an honor. This would be like a local theater group going to Broadway. I mean, Carnegie Hall is a big deal. Well, my colleague, Marla Fontaine, who I share conducting duties with in Connecties, um, saw a brochure advertising that choirs could audition to be part of this experience. And everything was perfect. So we applied and were selected to participate. And we're, we're thrilled. Start spreading the news. We're coming. It's coming fast, though, isn't it? Like, this is just around the corner. Yes. Um, we leave next week uh, because we're an adult choir. People are all traveling on their own, um, depending on their own schedule. But, uh, yes, next on a Saturday, Saturday, April 1st is the big concert. But we'll arrive different times throughout the week uh, to prepare for the event. You guys did a lot of projects through the pandemic because it was one of the few things you could do and be separated, not have to have a mask on. Well, we're kind of proud how we kept going during the pandemic. We kind of hit our stride in 2019, 2020, and then kind of limped along and tried to hang on to whatever we could during that time. But now we're thriving and we are going to be performing in Carberry this Thursday at 730 at the Carberry Community Hall, and people can see us in Brandon on April 19th. That's a Wednesday night at Knox United Church. So hopefully you can come and get a taste of uh, Connectis and what we have to offer. And so who makes up this group? Is this just a, a group of people in, in southern Manitoba that want to sing together and you've rounded them up? How long has it been going on? Where, where did you guys come from? We come from many different places. We began in 2016. I share conducting duties with Marla Fontaine and Clint McLaughlin. And um, our Justine Burke of Carberry is our accompanist. And uh, we have many teachers in our group, many past music graduates. Um, some of the singers in the group are colleagues of mine who I sang with years ago. Uh, some are about my children's age, so I got to meet them through the Westman Youth Choir. Many were members of the Westman Youth Choir, and some were even my students from Verdon because I taught K-12 music. So some of those mature members in the group were actually my kindergarten students. Wow. And so it's very rewarding to be traveling to New York City with uh, 34 other singers that I adore. And my family's going to be going as well, my husband and my son Brady and his wife Taylor. So it's just going to be just such a wonderful experience in every way. This is a, a bucket list once in a lifetime. And then to be performing there is insanely amazing. It's just crazy. So what? tell us about what you have planned. Like what, what obviously performing at Carnegie Hall is a huge deal, but what other, you're going to see the Statue of Liberty. What other stuff do you plan to see? Myself, I've booked a tour. Yes, I have four Broadway tickets so far looking for a fifth one. It's just so hard to decide. Um 
I've got uh, reservations at lots of interesting places to eat. Um, my family, they're going to be going to the Yankees home opener on oh. Thursday afternoon. Yes. And uh, I think some are looking forward to the jazz clubs. There's comedy clubs. So everybody, the nice thing about adults is no chaperoning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone is kind of catering their trip to what they'd like to get out of New York City. And yet we'll all come together to be able to uh, perform. But we have lots of time to uh, make it our own. So that's very, very exciting. I guess so. Was there a lot of fundraising? But uh, we did a little bit of fundraising, but for the most part, it's up to each individual person to do that. And we never put any pressure on anyone. We just was hoping that as many as possible could join us. And we ended up with a, a lovely balanced ensemble. So that will be really wonderful. Through doing some concerts in the Westman area, We've obtained a little bit of funds to help us out with our various projects. Of course, running a choir and purchasing music and things like that are, is very expensive. So that's how we've been doing it, not specific fundraising. Um, if you wanted to start a campaign, we'd be happy yeah. to participate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and does Carnegie pay you? Like, what is the, and I guess I shouldn't even be asking, it's very rude of me to ask, but uh, what is the what is the premise of it? Like, how... You know, you, you had, had well, said that you'd reached out to them, but now now what happens is there, do you need an agent to do, like, how, when you land in New York, do you just say, hey, we're here and we're ready to perform? Like We have somebody assigned to us who will meet us and help us through the week. Um, we are paying to perform at Carnegie Hall oh, okay. because we will be working with expert artists. There's a composer in residence who has commissioned a work we're going to perform, a brand new work by Canadian composer Sarah Cortell. And uh, composer Corey Payette is also going to be there, as well as professional musicians. We're going to have projections behind the choir, which is going to be very exciting to make the music have more of a connection to the audience. And we are working with expert conductors, ben, um, Carrie Tennant of the Vancouver Youth Choir, and Jamie Hillman from the University of Toronto. So we pay money to participate so that they can create all of that for us. Nice. Unfortunately, we are not paid. <laughs> Trip to New York City to Carnegie Hall. We wish you all the best. This is just an amazing thing. And I would be amiss if I didn't ask you to like play me a tune on the piano in the background. Can you do oh that? Oh my goodness. I am not prepared for that. Okay. No. <laughs> that's right i'd have to get you to turn around and we'd have to do an audio check and everything so before you go though it's not very often that i get to talk to a professional headed to the big apple in the way of singing and um i've been known to do some karaoke from time to time what can you what are tips a, a couple of tips for amateur singers like myself? Gosh, I think the most important tip for performers of any age is to own your individuality. Um, we are all given different voices and we have to own that with them. It, it was what gives us uniqueness and personality. It's a great thing that we all have different voices. So when I work with singers, the most important thing I say before a concert is open body, open face, open mind, open heart. I got to do that before every show. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> open face, open fly. No, open fly, open mind. <laughs> oh, Michelle Chiswick. Uh, connect this choir. Uh, have a safe trip to New York. And 
you know, for all the junk that we see on social media, I am going to be stalking you guys. I want to see pictures. I want to see video. We want to see how this goes. And hopefully, I, I know how those performance things go. Sometimes they don't like when you take cameras and videos into those performances and stuff. But I hope we break the rules on this one or someone does so that we can see what our group from Brandon is going to do. So all the best. And thank you again on such short, short notice for making time for me today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Um, locally, we've got the Brandon Beer Tasting Festival coming up, and that is coming up April 22nd, 7 till 10, Victoria Inn Imperial Ballroom. Uh, there is a light lunch, and again, proceeds to support the YWCA Westman Women's Shelter and other local charities. Helium beer is something that was making the rounds on the internet because a couple of professional beer tasters had what looked like they had taken some helium beer, and taste-tested it on a video that eventually went viral. Helium is just fun. Have some more. Have some more. Do it again. <laughs> again, as the kids say. Again, again. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Do it. I don't how it tastes. This is fun. And now the effects of helium beer. <laughs> Beer festival in Brandon now, hey? With a few of those under your belt. That is. So, okay. Oh, that would be that would be awful. Have you ever have you ever had one of those when you've had some some beverages with somebody and you've gotten into a uh, a laughing fit? Uh, they're fun for the first I don't know couple minutes, and then my gut starts to hurt. I'm not a very active person, and it's kind of like you have been laughing so hard that it's like you were doing sit ups for the last half hour, and that and the gut just hurts. You're laughing so hard. Super funny. But there was some trickery involved, right? It's the internet, and they had sucked helium, um, and they made seamless shots, sip of beer, sucked helium, and that's how they made the shots. Because uh, they had the beer industry so intrigued by these videos that they're like, wait a second, does helium beer even exist? And it actually does, um, but it does not make your voice change. That's the sad news, because you think to yourself, man, if they made a drink like that and it was real and 
your parties would never be the same. I think everybody, everybody would be buying that stuff. So this activity is more stressful than catching a flight or dropping your phone. What? And it doesn't involve your kids and it doesn't involve your spouse. What is it? Would you believe that a new survey has found that hosting a dinner at home is more stressful than catching a plane right before the gate closes, dropping your phone, or even trying to pass an important test? A poll of 2,000 adults who celebrate Easter found that 78% believe hosting a large dinner in their homes is stressful. 59% find the holiday itself to be stressful. Yes, we have a holiday coming. You know, we've gotten that first day of spring out of the way. Easter's coming. It'll be time to get a ham on. It'll be time to have some family over. Ironically enough, this study was commissioned by the honey ham, the baked honey ham company. Miss Behaven says, since COVID, someone knocking at my door is stressful. Um, that's not what bothers me. It is the, it feels like you're juggling. You got so many balls in the air when you're, because you got to, you're making sure people have something to drink and then you got to make sure you don't burn the turkey. And then if you got the smoker on, then you got to make sure that you're watching that. And it's, you're always biting off way more than you can chew. No pun intended. Are you tired of having a forgettable brand? Would you rather have your customers be raving fans and make your brand's vision a reality? Daba Graphics will help you create a lasting impression with full-service digital design and marketing services. Did you know that Daba Graphics also help create the visual identity and website for this show? That's right. From logo and website design to digital marketing strategies, Daba Graphics can help your brand stand out from the competition. No more being average. Work with their team of experts to create a visual identity that truly reflects your brand's unique personality and vision. And get the marketing support you need to take your business to the next level. Don't settle for a forgettable brand. Let these folks help you out. Dabagraphics.com. It's D-A-B-A graphics.com. And on a personal note, that's my son's company. My son is celebrating a birthday tomorrow, and I'm hoping we can uh, round him up and, and, I don't know, talk to him a little bit and reminisce about the day that he was born. Although he wouldn't remember that now, would he? The Bismarck Mac and Cheese Festival. Doesn't that sound good? Uh, it'll take place Saturday, May 13th at the Bismarck Cottonwood Park from 5 until 8. You'll uh, not only enjoy the classic dish, but also unique spins on, on it from local restaurants. And food trucks will be there. And, of course, they'll have domestic and local craft drinks, which is beer. That is a cool idea. A Mac and Cheese Festival for the city of Bismarck. Again, Saturday May 13th from 5 until 8. And Bismarck is uh, about an hour and a half south of Minot. Is anyone missing a cat? Cat got loose on a plane. This went viral yesterday on a flight from Ontario, California to JFK in New York. This little kitty got loose on the plane. Now look at the look at the, the airline stewardess here. Not impressed. How did this kitty get loose? And look at the look at the face of the passenger on the bottom left of this picture. She's got that look like, uh-oh, someone's in trouble. Your kitty got loose. <laughs> someone's kitty got loose. And then so one of the passengers on this flight from California to JFK 
takes to Twitter and starts this big thread. And from the department of, I can't believe we're talking about this, it goes it goes viral. And, and look, like it's got 13,000 retweets on last night's JetBlue flight from Ontario, California to JFK. Is anyone missing a cat? A gray and white cat? Yes, I woke up for this. 13.8 million views on a lost cat on an airplane. This is where we are. This is this is crazy. And of course people jump on board and of course the picture of the flight attendant goes out to the later that cat was heavy. I guess so. That's a that's a big cat. Do you have a cat? Is it is it that big? And how did it get out? Was the cat's owner found? Did it get trapped in a suitcase? Does a Canadian cat who stowed away need a visa now? I'm invested in the outcome here. This is where our lives are at, right? (laughs) Someone tweets about a lost cat on an airplane, and we are all invested. Now, first off, Ontario is actually a city in California. So she she thought Ontario, Canada. I'm impressed, you know? She she recognized that uh, there is an Ontario in Canada, but that's not the right Ontario. And of course, it takes a while for the cat to get to the stewardess because it's going through the the seats, it's going through the aisles, and everyone's reaching down. You know it, right? Everyone's reaching down. Oh, little kitty cat. Oh, little kitty cat. And then, of course, if you got some leftovers from your lunch on the airplane earlier in the flight, maybe you're feeding kitty. And Kitty is thinking, holy shit, I hit the jackpot. This is awesome. I just go from seat to seat, get myself some vittles. Seth says, that is a giant version of my cat. <laughs> How did she get hit by a growth ray and end up on a plane to JFK? That's funny. A growth ray. Only seven retweets on that one, but like 2,000 likes on that tweet. Got hit by a growth ray. That's pretty funny. Yes, please. I am missing one cat. Where has this cat been all my life? Says Kelly on Twitter. People are just fascinated with this cat. There's no more cats on this mother plane. Now there's pussies on a plane. Dump, da dump, dump. Nice one. Fast forward five years. And this will be your local McDonald's restaurant. This is one of the first of its kind that is opened in Denver, and people are taking pictures of it, posting it, and and saying, you know what, this is unacceptable. Others are saying, who cares as long as the food is good? And I'm curious to know what say you. Here is what it looks like. The new fully auto-order McDonald's with no employees. So you thought self-checkouts were fun. This is a a food store without anybody working inside. Essentially a giant vending machine for hamburgers and french fries. Inside is a kiosk that you are operating yourself where you use your bank card. The food, I don't know how the food is even brought to you. I think like the drive-through window in the bottom left you can see that it's a conveyor belt and so At the drive-thru, your bag will come up and you grab your bag. It's got the receipt. But what's stopping somebody from grabbing like five bags at once and then just saying, I'm out of here. Screw this. See, I just took the, I won the McDonald's lottery. Or, Or does the window open 
just fast enough for you to grab your bag and get your stuff and get on with it. I am not a fan of that. And I don't think that um, any type of service job is like the must-have job of 2023. But at the same time, I do not want to be living in a world where we're not dealing with people anymore. And it's already bad enough at at the Walmart. like, And especially in Canada, our Walmart stores for the self-checkouts, and they've studied this. Because if you go to the States and compare the amount of self-checkout areas at the Walmart compared to where people are actually working, I would venture to say, and this is just an estimate, it's 30%. So of all the checkouts that you have at a Walmart in the U.S., I would say 30% are designated to self-checkout. And in Canada, that number is way higher because... We're too nice to say anything. I was at a CVS pharmacy, and there was one employee working at this poor woman was working by herself. It was in the States, and she is, the lineup is huge. It's a massive lineup. There must have been 40 or 50 people. And I'm looking around going, God, I, I walked out because I, I wasn't going to wait in this massive lineup for what I needed from CVS pharmacy. And this lady, as I'm walking around hoping that she can get through people quicker so that I can get my stuff and get out of there, I could hear her yelling in the store. There's a self-checkout line. I have two self-checkout lines open. Please, please, please use them. And no one did. I'd never seen anything like it. I made a TikTok about it. I'm like, here I stand with 50 or 60 people in a lineup at the drugstore, and they're not moving. They're not moving. They're saying, no, I am going to, I would rather wait in the line and talk to a real person, use the uh, self-checkout. And I found that rather interesting because on this side of the border, with so many of these self-checkouts, we have been, I think we've been indoctrinated a lot faster than they have. And, you know, Canadians are, oh, well, oh, well. Oh, oh well. But I think we are we are literally uh, months away from not having anybody uh, take our money anymore. We're just gonna we're gonna have to buy what we buy and hand the money over electronically. It is um, it's it's really something the uh, the state of self checkout. But anyway, that's how uh, McDonald's is going to be rolling out their their concept stores that don't have anybody in them, which is, uh, to me, a little bit sad. Gaetan's out having breakfast right now, so he's uh, not on the live show, but hopefully as you're watching this later in the day, that's a that's a damn meal, and I love it. That is fantastic. That's got to be a Caesar. Oh, I could, I would love one of those right now. Doesn't that look delicious? That is a great looking drink <clears throat> does it have bacon in it actually it's, <laughs> that's a good question it had everything else where is that picture let me grab that picture again let's see what foods <laughs> he had in his drink give me a second here there we go it might have you know what it did it did have bacon well all be it look at on the left side good call 
Good call, MGG Stye. Does it have bacon in it? Yes, your damn rights it has bacon. And fries, like waffle fries and celery, which serves no purpose other than to hold other food. That's been poor celery's means of existence since the beginning of time. Misbehaving says, now I understand why he's still in bed. <laughs> it's just one. It's our first full day of spring today. And we will do this again tomorrow. Kathleen, thank you so much for the blessings. And we will do this again tomorrow because we are the show that promises you each and every day food and fun places and the mayhem of life. It's always fun to have a little debate. Talk about some fun events going on. Our groups traveling the world, like that choir group going to New York City. Very, very cool. Macaroni Festival, Mac and Cheese Festival, Beer Festival. It was a great day. Have an awesome Tuesday, and we will do this again tomorrow, 7 till 9. And for all the latest, check out TylerGlenshow.com. And please ensure that your friends and family, everyone you know, is following the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Show. I muchly appreciate it. Let's enjoy the beach, and you have an amazing day. See you tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.